tell you, I strangely resemble the guy with the horn rim glasses there. It's funny, I just got a new pair of glasses. They, th- these aren't them. They're ordered and they're, they're coming this week, but they're those exact glasses. They're the ones you see right here. Evidently, the retro deal is back. That's what the lady at the glasses store told me, and then she just sort of walked out laughing, I think. Um, well, we're obviously having a little fun uh, here today on Father's Day. Uh, but how about our worship team, guys? Wasn't that awesome? Um, I hope Mark brings back the harmonica every Father's Day. I just love that. Um, but wouldn't it be nice uh, if the fuel for fatherhood came in a can? Just get up every morning and have what you need. But obviously that's not the case. Um, so the question is, how do we get what we need uh, to be the dads that God has called us to be? And that's what I want to talk about today in a message that I've entitled, The Fuel for Fatherhood. The Fuel for Fatherhood. You know, I don't know about you guys, but in and of myself, uh, it's become clear over the years that, that I, I don't have in and of myself what it takes uh, to be a great dad. There's so much that goes into leading a family and, and raising children. I don't have the patience for it. I don't have the perseverance that I need for it. I certainly don't have the wisdom that is required to raise a family. The financial acumen. And you've got to be a little bit of everything in order to be an effective father. Knowing when and how to discipline your children, what and how much to give them, how to balance work and family and home, making sure your marriage models for them the love of Christ, and there's a lot to it. Fatherhood is a high bar. And it comes with both privilege and pressure. Amen? The privilege of raising another human being created in the image of God. And the pressure of raising another human being created in the image of God without completely screwing them up. The pressures of fatherhood can easily foster fear. Fear that most of us guys desperately try to hide. Fear of failure. Fear of not being able to provide for our family. That's huge for men. That is one of men's greatest fears that somehow, someway, they will not be able to provide for their families, fear of what the future holds for your kids, fear of making the right decisions concerning that future. Fatherhood can be filled with fear, but there is one fear that I believe sets great dads apart from all the rest, one fear that actually does fuel fatherhood. And that fear is the fear of God. Fearing God is mentioned over 150 times in the Scripture. And in each occurrence, the result of that fear is wisdom, confidence, character, strength, success. 
I don't know about you, but as a dad, every step along the way, whether you're a brand new dad, whether you're about to be a dad, whether you're in the middle of that whole fatherhood thing, or whether you're a grandfather right now, and as a man, we need those things the most. Confidence, wisdom, character, strength. And so as we thumb through the pages of Scripture, it becomes clear that the fuel for fatherhood doesn't come in a can, but it does come when as men we seek to fear the Lord. God said through the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 41, He said, For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand. Picture that, guys. And your perfect heavenly Father. Just taking hold of your right hand with whatever's going on in your life right now. As Beth challenged us to pray earlier, whatever that big thing in your life is right now. Again, whether you're a brand new father in the middle of the journey or a grandfather, we all have these mountains in our lives. I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear. Do not fear. I'll help you. I'll help you. The fear of God is, is not cowering in the corner, afraid that you're going to step out of line and He's going to catch you, or that you're going to do the wrong thing and He's going to be disappointed in you. So many men view God that way, because oftentimes, if our earthly father was like that, we just transfer that onto our heavenly father. And we believe that God is just there, this cosmic killjoy with this big stick just to pop us when we step out of line. That is not who God is. This is who God is. He loves you beyond measure. He holds your right hand. And He seeks to help you with this journey, this impossible journey of being a dad. We're to fear God. Hear me. We're to fear God, not be afraid of God. Man, there's a world of difference. It's not a fear that questions his motives or wonders if he has our best interest at heart. The fear of God is a permeating sense of awe and wonder at the greatness of God. It's a respect for God. Above all else, it's an acknowledgement of His perfection, of His holiness, of His otherness, and yet His presence with you every step of the way in this journey we call life. Fear of God leads to a life of submission, of humility before the perfect Father, the Father who made you a father the father and sustainer of fatherhood itself. The fear of God swallows up all of our lesser fears that creep into our lives as dads. Oswald Chambers put it this way. I love this. He said, the remarkable thing about God is that when you fear God, you fear nothing else. Man, let that sink in. Fear is so prevalent in the lives of men. Because pressure is so prevalent in the lives of men. 
Chambers said, Man, when you fear God, you fear nothing else. Whereas if you do not fear God, look out. You're going to fear everything else. Anybody been there? Man, I have. I have. When I get my eyes off of Him, and fear can consume my life. What's going to happen tomorrow? How are my kids going to turn out? Man, is my marriage okay? Man, am I, am I going to get a paycheck next month? I mean, but when we fear God, when we fix our eyes on Him, He is the author. He is the perfecter of our faith. He is the author. He is the perfecter of fatherhood. He is the perfect Father. And when we fear Him, all the lesser fears go to the wayside. The singer Lecrae put it this way. He said, we fear circumstances so much because we fear God so little. And there's a deficit when it comes to the fear of God in our culture today. There's a deficit when it comes to the fear of God in the lives of men today. And my challenge to you as dads is fear God. Love Him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor. Love everyone who crosses your path. Submit yourself to Him in humility. Look to Christ to walk this walk that we're called to walk. Man, what are you afraid of, Dad? What's that big thing? What's that mountain in front of you this morning? What are you fearing today? And turn that fear around. Focus that fear on God alone. Cast your burdens on Him and watch those lesser fears begin to fade away. Fearing God acknowledges the sovereignty of God. It acknowledges that you're not in control. I'm not in control. It acknowledges that He and He alone is ultimately in control. It clings to God's goodness. It clings to God's grace and rests in that grace. When we screw up or when we don't know where to go or when we need forgiveness or when our kids need forgiveness. And it casts the ultimate burden. Hear this. Fearing God casts the ultimate burden for the well-being of our families onto the shoulders of the perfect Father. We don't have to carry that burden. Cast your cares on me, God says, because I care for you. And I don't know about you guys, that's one of the most challenging things for me to do, is to not hold on and try to manipulate my burden and fix it myself instead of just acknowledge, God, I can't do this. I need you. I don't know how to raise this family. I don't know how to, 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 to parent this child right now. I don't know how to love my wife the way you call me to love my wife. God, I don't know how to do it, but you do. And you promised me you'll walk me through it. And so I'm just going to cast my burden on you. It's hard for men to do that, to acknowledge that we don't have what it takes without God. But I'll tell you what, I don't have what it takes Without God. And I figure that out time and time and time again. Week in and week out. We have to die daily. We've got to submit to His sovereignty. We've got to fear God. And not allow the rest of the pressure and the fear 
of being a father to distract us from that priority. What are you afraid of, Dad? Focus your fear on Him and Him alone. Psalm 128 puts it this way. It says, Blessed are all who fear the Lord, who walk in His ways. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. In other words, you reap what you sow. Look to the Father, and He will in turn move through the power of the Holy Spirit in your life to manifest the purpose that He has for you as a father. Is it going to be a bumpy road? Yeah, no doubt. Don't expect perfection. But somehow He works everything to the good of those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. If we allow that, if we'll stay fixed on Him, your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. How about that one? I like that. Come on. Thank you, Bruce. Your sons will be like olive shoots around the table. I did some research on olive shoots to try to figure out exactly what that meant in the symbolism there. Found nothing. But, I mean, you can... I mean, you, you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're tender. They, I, I mean, I could stretch it, but nothing. Um, Thus is the man blessed who fears the Lord. That's the bottom line, literally, right there. Thus is the man blessed who fears the Lord. Blessed are all who fear the Lord. Blessed are all who walk in His ways. Fathers who fear the Lord, fathers who place Him first, fathers who walk in His ways will have their needs met. And the needs of their families. That's God's promise to us. You know, I don't know about you, but I have worried myself to death as a dad. I have a tendency to, to worry. I come by it honestly. My mom was like the master of it. And uh, so, you know, that kind of rubbed off on me to a great degree. So uh, worry has always been uh, something that I've struggled with. So I've worried myself to death. Um, uh, just just raising kids, trying to meet the needs of the family uh, over the years. Can anybody relate to that? Am I the only one? Yeah. Anybody willing to? Not really? No? Okay. Um, but now, two kids, almost grown, uh, almost gone. I can honestly say, as I look back, you know, from, I mean, 25 years of fatherhood, all that worry, waste of time a complete waste of time honestly I still worry today I'm not over it but but as I look back man it, it is so clear in retrospect and like Moses could see God as he passed by the cleft of the rock not until he had passed by but in retrospect it's so clear. God met Every need and continues to meet every need that we have as a family. Did he deliver every want that I had? No. Did he deliver my plan every time? Absolutely not. Did he deliver every desire that we had? He doesn't promise that. But he has met absolutely every need that we have had without a doubt and he will meet the need you have today, Dad. I promise you, he will. Paul promised that to the Philippians. He said, my God will meet every need you have according to his riches in Christ Jesus. 
to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. And all God's people said, Amen. Dad, where do you need to stop worrying and start walking in his ways? I've got to preach that to myself every single day. Start chasing and casting those burdens on the Father. Start trusting Him to meet your needs because God cares about you. He cares about absolutely every detail of your life. He cares about that thing that is in front of you right now that, that you don't know what to do with. And there, there seems to be no answer. There seems to be no way out. It seems that this is not going to get better. And you've almost surrendered to that reality. God cares about that. God sees that. And God is there to meet that need. He cares about the pressure you feel to provide. About the anxiety you have in raising your kids in a culture like we have today. About the challenge of balancing work and family. He cares. Psalm 103, as Beth just read, From everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear Him. God's love is with you. Not just for you. God's love is with you and His righteousness with your children's children and those who keep His covenant and remember to obey His precepts. Man, as we fear God, as we worship Him, as we walk with Him, as we follow His lead, He's with us. He's with you right now, right where you are. His presence never leaves you. If you're a follower of Christ, that means the Holy Spirit of God has taken up residence in your life. And He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And there is not a problem, there is not a mountain that He cannot move in your life. He pours His love in us. And through us to our children. Proverbs 14, Solomon said this. He who fears the Lord has a secure fortress. You're protected from the pressure. You're protected from this world ultimately. And for his children, it will be a refuge. When you fear the Lord... You provide shelter, protection, and refuge for your children. I don't know about you, but that's pretty much what I want to do for my kids. But when we don't fear the Lord, we don't provide those things for them. We may think that we are, but ultimately we're not. We're doing it in our own strength. Man, as dads, when we fail to fear the Lord... <laughs> It's no joke. It can impact the trajectory and the eternity of our families for generations to come. That's no overstatement, guys. This is serious business. God has placed us at the head of our home to be spiritual leaders in our home and that doesn't mean you know more about the Bible than anybody else in your home. That doesn't mean that you pray out loud better than everybody else in your home. That really has nothing to do with it. That means that you take seriously your role to lead your, your family 
toward Christ and in the direction of fearing God. That's all that means. It's a priority for you. And so I ask you guys today, is it a priority for you to fear the Lord? Is it a priority for you to worship the Lord? Is it a priority for you to lead your family in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord? Man, that's what we're called to do and be as fathers. And when we don't do that, it's no dad joke. It's serious, serious business. And so my challenge to you guys on this Father's Day is to fear God. Fear God. Place Him first. Keep Him in your life as a priority. Let Him work in and through you to love and to lead your families. Let's bow our heads. Father, thank you for loving us beyond what we could possibly comprehend. Thank you, Lord, for being the perfect Father. Thank you for sending the perfect Son as an exact replication of yourself. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So we say, who is God? What does God look like? Man, we go to the Gospels and we see Jesus and we see you, Father. Thank you. And Lord, through Jesus, you have forgiven us. Through Jesus, you have given us the Holy Spirit to lead, guide, and direct us through this minefield that we call life. I pray for all the dads here today, Lord, whatever that mountain is, whatever that thing in front of them is, Lord, you would just give them a peace that surpasses their understanding. Draw them into your love today. Draw me into your love today. Help us to submit ourselves to you because, Lord, we can trust you. We can trust your love. And help us, Lord, to receive it and convey it to our families. I pray for every dad here today, Lord, that they would know that in you they have what it takes. Thank you for your love, God. Amen.